astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Uh, today we are talking about Pluto, and you know, I don't know when you guys hear that, like, oh, are we talking about Pluto again? Like, why is this coming up? I don't well, know, maybe it's just me because I feel like I'm always talking about Pluto. You know what? Pluto, of course, is a very slow-moving planet. Yep. Right. We know it's been demoted. But we still talk about it because it's still significant when you're looking at a chart. Correct. But, you know, Pluto, I mean, it's a, it's a game changer. Right. Pluto is associated with wealth, creating, creating big type of wealth. Mm-hmm. But it's also associated with scandal. Right. It's associated with people going through crises, transformations. I mean, because of the nature of the business of astrology who comes to see us quite frequently are people, number one, that are in crises. Mm-hmm. Or transition. Or transition. Or the other ones, which we really, really love, those that just want to be enlightened. Right. Those who sense that, that life is, there's more to life than what I know and I want to understand. That's Pluto. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of very, uh, I'll say, oh, wealthy, I mean, upper class clients who use astrology to, you know, monitor their money and what's going on with their financial picture. So yeah. it's a it's an important plan. Right. I'm sorry if you talk, we do we talk too much about it. I, I don't, don't know. I don't think we have. I just think there's been a lot of talk about Pluto because a couple of things are happening. One, we are approaching our Pluto return. Yes, so I think we've that, done that is huge. Maybe one or two episodes already on that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then Pluto will be moving into Aquarius as we get to 2023. Yeah, it'll be 2023. It's, okay. I think it's right at the very end there yeah. of 2022. No, I mean, it, come, it, it actually enters into in late 2022, then it backs out and goes back into Capricorn. Okay. So, you know, but we are getting near the end. Okay. This has been a long slog for most of us. Yeah. Yes, well, because, and what you mean by that, because Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008. Yes. So everyone has a story, and I'd like to just take a minute to talk about this, because it's a really, it's it's probably better to talk one-on-one with an individual about this, but everyone has a story that started in 2008 that is just wrapping up. So it's like a theme that keeps repeating itself, repeating itself, repeating itself in their life. doesn't all mean all bad. But it means transformation. So we could, you know, just think back where you're, where you were living in 2008, who you were with, what the activities of the day today, and then compare it to where you're at now, and and see if you can see what the story has been. Anyhow, that it's like many chapters, many chapters in that time frame. Yep. So today's topic, um, the reason that we're we're talking about it again is because here in the next few days, by the time you're listening to this, Pluto will be going direct. So mm-hmm. meaning that Pluto's been retrograde and it's going to be the last time, uh, you know, as we're speaking now that Pluto retrogrades before our Pluto return. 
and it will be the second to last time before it moves into Aquarius. Yeah. And I've got a great interpretation for retrograde these okay. days. And okay. guess who taught it to me? Who? Lincoln. Oh, really? <laughs> Lincoln, our three-year-old okay. granddaughter. Um, she's gone to, going to preschool now. Yeah. And um, she obviously, they have time out. Oh, okay. They have time out. You know, when they do something that's not appropriate, someone gets sent to time out. And so Lincoln, sitting strapped in her car seat in the back seat, says, all of the blue, she goes, you just sit there and think about what you've done. <laughs> and I turn around and go, what? What? And she goes, you just sit there and think about what you've done. And she's hearing this, obviously, Clearly. from some teacher or aide or someone is when someone's being put in timeout. And it's, it's come up many times. I see her when she's playing with her dolls all of a sudden. She's having putting one aside and saying, you sit there. Oh, no. That's retrograde. That's a planet under retrograde influence. True. To rethink, figure out what's been happening. What do I need to clean up? What's my exit out of this situation? Or how can I capitalize on this situation? It's like we've all been at our drawing boards here the last, since April, by the way, when it went retrograde, mm -hmm. and now it's coming direct. So I, I thought we should, you know, give someone, give everyone some insight into maybe what's going on in their life, with this, how this retrograde has been affecting them, and then for them to help put their story together. Yep. So just to clarify, because I feel like we've kind of thrown a lot out. Yeah, we have. So Pluto moved into Capricorn in early 2008. Yes. We are in the final year and a half before it moves into Aquarius. Yes. So that alone is big. Pluto retrogrades every year. So yes, this is nothing new that it's in retrograde status, but it's we think it's more important now because it is the last time that it's retrograde. It's going to go to go direct here in the next few days. And that means it's going straight towards, right? What do they say? Make a, making well, a beeline. Beeline to the Pluto return. Yeah. And, and then it will. Very it, quick. Yeah. It'll go and step into Aquarius. Then it's going to come back and do another one. So it's not totally over, but we're getting near the end. Yeah. The orchestra is starting to swell in the background here. If you, we were in a movie as we're exactly. coming into the final scene. Exactly. So today we're going to talk about it more from a personal standpoint about how you've been dealing with it. But of course, we can also look at this on a worldly level about what has our economy done since 2008? What kind mm. of movements have we seen? Mm. You know, we've seen the it rise. crashed in 2008. It did. And then we had another huge setback with COVID, right? Right. right. So, you know, we've had these swells of challenges. Pluto rules fear. And I can truly say... I hear it in my conversations, I'm sure everyone does, people talking about how fearful they are, mm -hmm. fearful that who's going to be in office, fearful of what Congress is going to do, fearful about what China is going to do, fearful about, right? What the vaccine Laws, do. all these new yeah. laws come into place, abortion laws, gun laws, you know, whatever. Now, on the good side, we could go, this has been the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Pluto has a tendency to pull the drape down, think of the classic Wizard of Oz story, right. right? Where at the end, you know, the the Grand Master behind the curtain, it's exposed. So there's a lot of truth and good things that come out of it. But yeah. it's very kind of uncomfortable on many levels. Well, and Capricorn rules government. It yes. rules higher power. It rules authority. The order, just the order. How do you do things? So even just the money that we've seen come in during this time. I mm -hmm. think they said that we've had the most millionaires made. Wow. Um, we've seen, you know, you can, anyone can like start a company now from your computer with Etsy, with YouTube, yeah, with pretty much can, anyone can have a side hustle. Right. 
I mean, that could be, you know, an extra five grand a year or it could be huge. Yeah, exactly. So we've been seeing all of this building and rising really quickly with mm-hmm. Pluto and Capricorn. So it will be a shift when we see it move into Aquarius. Yeah, that will be a major. We're going to have to do that shortly after the first of the year, I think. Do right. one on that. I totally agree. So to get back to the idea of what has been going on on, on a personal level, to go back, think about 2008 what was going on, what was the story, mm-hmm. and here we are on that final bookend of it. Yeah. So, you know and I, can I just, I'm just going to insert, just get people thinking. Yeah. 2008, we were in a different neighborhood. We just had major, major issues going on within our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Some very threatening, some just very awkward, embarrassing, but neighbors that you just were doing crazy things out in the fronts of their yards and affecting, and we just had to extract ourselves. That was our thing. I've been Scorpio, Pluto's in their solar third house. That's an example where all of a sudden my immediate environment was just bizarro. Yeah. I couldn't tell people the stories that were what I was seeing because, I mean, we, we did tell the police, but that didn't seem to do any yeah, good in the process. So we realized we had to get out. That was it. We were done. That's how my 2008 story started. I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it con- has continued on. We got it. We have obviously moved and we don't have those issues to deal with. But it's all about, you know, how people speak to me, getting much more sensitive about that, what I have to tolerate, put up with. Anyhow, I'm just throwing that out just to get people to give an idea of what are you talking about? What kind of things could have been happening? Right. If you're Scorpios, it was what's going on in your environment. But yeah. that's jumping the order okay. here. Okay. Um, one other thing I guess I want to throw in. Um, so the exact date is October. October 6th, that Pluto goes direct. And, you know, when uh, Pluto and Saturn met up in 2020, Mm -hmm. so now we're taking everyone back, they met up at that 24 degrees of Capricorn, Mm. which is what set off Mm. COVID. Yeah. Right? So as of August 6th, Pluto will finally be moving off of that point. Oh, that's a really good point. So is there some hope? Kate? I know. There's well, some hope. Do I hold my breath here? Because Pluto obviously has been retrograde and it came back to 22 degrees, but it has yeah. to, because it retrogrades back, it has to swing back over that degree. Yeah. Um, another time Pluto moves very slow. So it's been hanging out there mm-hmm. for over a year. Mm-hmm. So we are finally moving past that 24 degrees, which was all about hunkering down, right? About mm-hmm. yeah. um, a lot of people in one house, mm-hmm. right? All those yeah. things. Absolutely. So I would say right now, I would ha- I would just ask everyone to see, you know, what what you've been tolerating, who whatever what situation is making them feel less than, feeling like they're having to put up with, or maybe something they're even holding on to, something that's in the closet still, something that's sitting out that still is a is a reminder, uh, something probably negative. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it's beautiful. But it's negative and how it, who gave it to you. And so it sounds like we're talking feng shui here as well. But the idea is, you know, things hold those memories. They remind you of the situation of the storyline. So do you have an, ex- I think you have an example for that. Well, just to... you know, I was in a home and uh, the client had a massive painting over the fireplace. And it was, it was striking for sure. And I made some comment on, is there a story behind this? She goes, oh yeah, this is my ex-husband's. And I, I, I got it in the divorce. He really, really wanted it. And it, uh-huh. this was like a trophy. Basically, she was looking at over her fireplace that she had beat her ex. And I asked her if she particularly liked the painting. She goes, no. It was almost out of just pure spite that yeah. she had had it. 
And I just just suggested that maybe it was time to reconsider that. If, you know that that it's a memory you're holding that you know you had to fight, that you had to pummel someone. You know, what I mean, uh, there was a lot of hurt feelings in this divorce. Right. So that was this would be a time period that would be very supportive of looking at things a little deeper yet about what's in around you and what's time to go. I mean, I have a couple of stories, so I've been cleaning out things tremendously again. Okay. But again. So other issues, maybe if you're thinking like 2008, what happened that year? How does that relate to what's happening now? So anything related to power, to boundaries, to feeling oppressed, to feeling, um, you know, debt, money concerns, big money concerns. Of course, we could bring up, um, you know, people overstepping their boundaries with you. Oh, yes. Any of those yes. things. Yeah. And also just being, you know, just being some, being around someone that's toxic or a toxic situation and how you're going to extract yourself. How are you going to nullify it? So to speak, uh, these things happen. Right. 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 Should we go through all 12 of the signs to give them maybe some examples as to what Yes, yes. Let, let's go there. Okay. Let's go there because it will help everyone to know where to look because I think initially when you hear this, when I say detoxify, Pluto retrograde is a great time to detoxify. Detoxify from what? Right. Right? They're immediately thinking sugar or caffeine. No, we're not talking about that type of detoxification. We're talking about something that is kind of, there's been some constraints or pressures for you to do something against your will just to maintain a friendship or a business relationship, those types of things we're talking about. Right. And because when I say, again, uh, self-destructive behavior, which is oftentimes associated with Pluto, you know, I would have a tendency to say, oh, I'm not self-destructive. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of us would. Right. Because we think of we're not cutting ourselves, we're not, you know, in, injecting mm-hmm. a drug or something of that nature. Uh, so you have to be thinking a little more liberally about it. So let's help everyone. Okay. So let's start with Aries. Um, hitting This is affecting their solar 10th house. So there should be a reinvention of their reputation. And again, they could go back to 2008 mm-hmm. and see how many times they have made a change in their role, in their job. Uh, yeah, this has been huge for them. Yeah. So maybe you've been challenged by the rules. Yeah. Um, Following maybe, the rules. Maybe you had to challenge the rules. Uh, maybe you've had blocks put in your way that have stopped your progression, you know, mm-hmm. something that should have been yours, something that should have been easily the next step, and you feeling like... The politics of the oh. situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Seeing a weak leader. Yeah, so you might feel like there's been some unfairness. You might feel like there's been power plays that have held you back. Mm-hmm. So this one can be very challenging. Yeah, and because it's, it's a square. It's a square coming from that Pluto retrograde. So we know you're coming out of this phase right now, and there should be some liberation coming here, certainly as we go into the month of October, correct? Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're making progress. I'm going to suggest you will see progress after we get past October 6th. Yeah, so if you're an Aries listening, thinking, okay, that happened to me, but it happened to me in the last year or something, right? Like yeah. that, It's oh, yeah. possible that they've... They've oh, felt this, right? Oh, that yes. they've been feeling this. Maybe yes. they've had this happen a couple times. This since. is part of their story. Remember, we're trying to get people to start thinking about what their story's been since 2008, yeah. of reinventing oneself in a very public sort of way. Right. So, so it could go into personal things, divorces, things of that nature as well. But we're sticking he- heavily around the work area. 
Right. So we're saying that after this October 6th date, that there should be some progress then. Yes. With either getting past that, now being easily able to move up the chain of command, Mm -hmm. make a new name for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, on the other hand, Tauruses have had a little easier time. I don't want to oversimplify their life, but I don't think it's been as challenging as the Aries have been. And they've been tested to become more professional. I find it interesting because we're in an era right now of everyone being more relaxed and everything, about right. cool about something, and yet they might have said, oh, I have to take get this certification, I need to prove myself, I need to dress a certain way. They could be definitely moving up in the food chain. Right. And we think of promotions, but responsibilities. Okay, someone's got to hold down the fort. Yeah, even just um, thinking, I'm thinking of one client that works and lives in a similar area mm-hmm. starting a business and so they're very aware of how i act in the neighboring in the neighborhood oh, at the yeah. bars at the things because yes. it might affect the reputation of the business absolutely and they could have been dealing with legal issues but proactive legal yep. and that would be good do it be you know get get secure so to speak and i do think probably some ethical matters have come up and ethics could be their personal ethics as well as encountering other type of unethical matters, so to speak. But again, I think Taurus is probably in a pretty good place under this under this energy. And I think they might have they done well financially. Yeah. Um, even becoming more aware of diversity um, oh, in that yes, energy as Yes, well. exactly. Yeah, yeah, maybe being a, uh, an active proponent of diversity. Yep. Next, let's talk about Geminis um, hitting Solar 8th house. So... <laughs> They've they've had so many lessons, those Geminis. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, lessons about money management, right? Mm-hmm. How to spend, where to spend, how to save. Um, eighth house, shared monies. And we're saying it because this retrograde is taking place in their solar eighth house. That's why the ra- rationale under all this. They might have become more of like a yes person. Um <sighs> And I know that sounds like horrible, but I would think that they've been aligning themselves with power, um, with hierarchy. Yeah, in, in definitely order to do power. That. Basically, we could translate that as rich people. True. Right? Yeah. Rich people, people with power, people with influence, people who are above them. And there is a tendency, you know, to be the yes person to to function well in those environments. Right. Yeah, would also be great for budgeting, investments, getting really serious about retirement planning as well. Yeah, so that's been the theme. They've had some low points, no question, since 2008, but they've also had some high points. This is another step here. And again, um, uh, I could write about it a little more bluntly. I think I do someplace, but they always have to be careful under this energy. Are are they selling themselves out? Mm. That's always the question. That, is that that prostitution? That's the prostitution. You know, again, it's a, such a blunt way of saying it, but how are you prostituting yourself? What are you, what's the trade? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, let's talk about our cancers. This is another one that's been very challenging uh, alongside the Aries. Uh, but I would think there'd be a lot of questions about how have I been treated? Particularly in partnerships, yeah. whether it's employer-employee relationship whether it's live-in, sexual partners, uh, spouse, you know, mother-in-law, you know what I mean? One-on-one, how have I been treated? Because this really does suggest that they probably have been 
taking a lot of arrows. Right. And maybe betrayals. And loss or losses as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so think questions like, am I being overly managed? Am I underpaid? Is this love? Is mm-hmm. this a healthy way to show love? Yes. Is yeah. this is abuse? This, <laughs> yes. Is this, yes, exactly. Oh, I never saw it as abuse. Now I see it as, oh yeah, I don't accept that anymore. Right. Um, maybe even feeling financially trapped. So you could be kind of oh, trying to break out. Right. From what you've been under. Anyhow, we have encouraging news here. Mm-hmm. I I really think most people are going to say, oh no, I've been that's what that happened last year. That happened. Yes, that's the long haul. But again, you can break it down as there's some simple things going on right now that are also kind of you're getting you're jumping over those obstacles. Yeah, and one other thing with with it going direct here, this might be your breaking straw where you're saying, okay, no more. That's right. Or maybe you're committing if you're doing the checklist, saying, oh, those things are good. Okay, now I can move forward and commit. So when things are in retrograde, kind of like Lincoln's example about you think about what you've done, <laughs> go, you know, go sit in that corner and yeah. think about what you've done. When you're thinking there's, there's the action isn't being taken, isn't taking place. Right. So, right. So after you get out of timeout, now you can either go act and be better. Yes. Right. Or you can go and recreate the same thing, but the yes. action should be coming as we go through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for Leo's a lot of focus on work. Yes, yes. Work and uh, discrimination. Mm-hmm. Am I being respected? Yeah. Are they hearing me? Are Am they I... listening to me? Yeah. Right? Is anybody out there? Am I working below my pay grade? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's the Leo's maybe have over delivered, been over delivering in that work environment and going like, you know what? I don't have to do this or that. I can do this and be perfectly fine. There could be issues with other people taking uh, their credit or their work. Um, I know mm. someone who's actually in the process of getting a patent for something that she's oh, working on. Okay, so, working to protect it. Working to protect it. Yeah. yeah. Again, this is, I didn't write about it, but it's very good for legal stuff as well for them, for the outcome of legal matters. So that's very good. Yeah. I would like to put a special comment here. In most of our listeners are women. We do have some men, though. And uh, we welcome everyone, yep. needless mm-hmm. to say. But... Um, Many times for women, women they oftentimes wake up under this energy, and again, it sounds so fairy taleish. The woman waking up, right? Right. But they they have a new reality. They think differently of themselves. They see themselves in the mirror, and that's where it plays off that fairy tale energy. I wake up, and all of a sudden, I see myself as beautiful, strong, capable, determined. Well, okay. Now put this into the modern scenario. This is where I've outgrown these people. I've outgrown these limitations. Yeah. This can be a bust out Absolutely. for uh, Leah women. Yeah, where you feel liberated. Yes. And yes. confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, let's talk about Virgos. Virgos, this is a little bit kind of like the Taurus is a little bit easier, uh, but you might be looking back and claiming your story. You might be addressing your legacy, uh, your life path of a child. Um, finding self-expression. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. The, the bottom line on Virgo is I need fun in my life. How am I going to get, where am I getting fun at? And fun doesn't mean wild parties, wild weekend parties. No, it can mean your closet, what's going on in your closet, you know, can be talked about. This is where a lot of things can come up, things that give me joy and only things that give me joy. What's her name? Uh, 
Marie Kondo. Yeah, Kangi, exactly. Her philosophy, does it spark joy? You're really looking for something that makes you happy. And it could be out of the mundane because Virgo likes to be practical. So yep. it's more apt to be something that is gonna, we're going to use on a regular basis there. Yep. Um, I know a client looking to maybe make a big move to get back closer to family. Oh, yeah. Right. So okay, the, the like connection to family. The legacy, makes, the yes. nurturing. The whole legacy, their life story. They might have an, an interest in writing their story, mm-hmm. telling their story, recording their story. You know, yeah, very much wanting to document that. It's, you know, it sounds like it could, could it be therapy. Yeah, it could be therapy, but I'm not putting that because the focus here is I want to... I want to relive those things. I want to experience them. I want to have find the joy in my story. Yeah. The one thing we didn't throw about Virgos would be the stage and kind of what stage have they been showing up on since 2008? Like how have they been introducing themselves? Have you had a change in the way that you're showing up? Mm -hmm. New, Mm -hmm. new job, not to make it all about work, but just how are you presenting yourself? Uh, Next, let's move to Libras. So Libra is in the very challenging group. Yeah, you know what? Happy birthday, Libras, right? (laughs) We're in the season of them. Yeah. Um, So this could be a lot to do with uh, parental relationships, having to separate themselves. Right. And now think about the big story. The big story is since 2008, you're coming close to the wrap up here. Then come just more recently what's been going on. And this is somehow feeling some of your security being kind of being ripped from underneath you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's where parental relationships, maybe not getting the support, heaven forbid, losing a parent, losing an elder, losing the, your circle. Right. Going through a financial thing that makes you feel insecure. Or maybe retiring, a couple of these things. Retiring even. Because it's kind of a series of setbacks that they've been dealing with, not yeah. just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might feel like they've just been treading water, trying to keep everything together here. Right. They should be feeling better, clearly. And yes, because it's such a long energy, yes, change in residences, dealing with upheavals, big ticket expenditures. Yes, those types of things are. Yeah. But um, again, the big thing here is particularly leaving those who who've been toxic as well right the foundation who's the circle right because you're going to be rebuilding a stronger um support system network support home like home family all these different things so leaving anything behind that doesn't work but i think they've also been magnets for people who are drifting and Mm -hmm. latching on to them yeah right and draining them true and they really need to kind of Smell the coffee there. Right. Okay. Next, let's talk about Scorpios. So this is yours. Yeah. Um, We kind of put them in the manageable group. Yeah, it's manageable. It's just, you know, um, sometimes, you know, you go through something and you just don't see it until maybe a year, two years later, or sometimes 10 years later. Then you go back and go, oh, my God, I just didn't see what was going on. I call this, for Scorpios, this is the dot to dot puzzles that we did as kids okay generally as a kid you just couldn't see what it was until you had connected all these dots oh it's the duck you know Mm -hmm. whatever it was you know type of thing this is an energy that sometimes takes some time because everything it seems to be so oh i didn't mean that it was just a joke or you know those types of things and you go oh that was a funny that was an odd joke but okay i get it and move on then at some point you go wait a minute 
they've been insulting me for how many years now that mm-hmm. this has been going on. You finally kind of start putting it together. It is the neighborhood. It's the immediate environment. It could be a sibling issue. Uh, uh, but the point is, you know, you're doing it. You've been connecting the dots. I would just say because it's in your environment around you, it's a thing of extracting out of that environment or it's a thing of getting rid of things that tie you still to that to those stories. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, and I think manageable because these aren't things that are necessarily right in the home. They're usually uh, kind of once removed for Scorpio. So yes. like the neighbors, the siblings, maybe things that we don't have to deal with every single day in our home that mm-hmm. we can es- escape from it essentially right. or we can, can close the door or right. whatever. Yes. Um, next, let's talk about Sagittarius. Of course... Britney Spears has to come up with. <laughs> well, I just thought her storyline is so perfect, isn't it? About taking back control. Yeah. Taking back control. That's what Sagittarians are doing. They're figuring out their priorities under duress. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, they're learning learning to prioritize their wishes. Yeah. That can be very hard sometimes. Particularly if you're in a family situation, well, okay, is it who, who's pri- my priority may be compromised just naturally because of what's going on? Because of children or husbands. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, sometimes this can be a very strong energy where you get more, a wake-up call about finances. I need to be saving more. I need to pay off that debt. Um, you know, I, I had... Because I'm because I'm old, right? <laughs> I've been through Pluto and Sagittarius, uh, and I, I remember exactly. You know, I gave up my income and became a full-time astrologer when Pluto, the month, the month that Pluto moved into Sagittarius hmm. um, again. Yeah. But I, I'm looking back. Now, that's a hindsight thing. But just relaying it to what Sagittarius have been going through, redefining their source of income, managing their money more closely. They could get very interested in um, investments under this, about oh. how to, to create lifelong wealth or sustainability. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's really about putting themselves a little bit more front and center. Yeah, could feel a little selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, next, let's talk about Capricorns. Oh, they fall into the, the patron very... saints of, of Pluto and Capricorn, right? Yep. So very challenging. Um, again, a little over a year left for them, uh, but this would be kind of feeling like you've been through hell and back. Yeah, that would be a nice way of a, a nice way of saying it. Yeah. I mean, I would love to just get you know five Capricorns know. and sit down and hear each of their stories. I think they would love hearing each other's stories yeah. of all they've gone through. Pluto in Capricorn obviously has greatly affected Capricorns. Yeah. They've had to transform. They've gone through multiple, so to speak, crises, changes. Some probably more easier than others, but there's usually one that's been very challenging. And it's almost over. Yeah, so they should really feel like they're they've been pros rebirthed. at this point. They're kind of pros <laughs> know, yeah. at this type of thing. It's a rebirthing stage, um, especially if you're a January 15th birthday. You've been hit really hard with that 24 degrees Capricorn that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but there should be a new handshake that comes out of this. Maybe you've reinvented yourself several times um, since 2008. Um, even with your look, you could have changed yes. your look up pretty uh, dramatically. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure your circle of people has changed yeah. significantly since 2008. Yeah. Uh, next let's talk about Aquarius. Ooh, Aquarius. Mm. That's you. Yes. Um, so this falls into kind of like a subtle energy for Aquarians, but it's all about healing. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk about, uh, recognizing environments that kind of feel like a prison or feel like it's ho- holding you back and you have to 
break free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, that solar twelfth can make you feel very humble. This is what I must do. Again, it goes into a little bit of servant energy. Can almost get go a little bit worse, indentured servant, somewhere where you feel like you must serve, I must do this, I must give of my time, all those things. Yeah. So in 2008, I was let go um, from my director position, mm. and I it was when the economy, of course, was oh, crashing, and crashing. there was no positions open like that anymore, so I stepped down and took an assistant position, um, which required a lot of work. And mm-hmm. then I kind of got stuck in that position. They let everyone go ahead above me, and I was stuck in an assistant position with an assistant pay, managing a team of fifty-something yeah. people for the first few years um, of that energy. Yeah, no, and there was—I mean, they took—I mean, we can say in hindsight, yeah. right? The yeah. system took advantage of. Correct. Right. Yeah. And uh, so. Yeah, it was a great experience, but oh, like, yeah, it was. I, it was a long period of time that that happened from um so also can be um again great for healing great for doing any sort of personal work focusing on your spiritual life so obviously in this time i've launched my business as an astrologer um also good for giving yourself downtime and almost disappearing a little bit people Mm -hmm. wondering like Mm -hmm. where did you Mm go right you used to what are you doing yeah I used to know I could go here and always see you, or I knew I could always call you and find out about this information, mm-hmm. and now you're not in those same places. Yeah, that solar 12th is behind the scenes. Right. What's going on? Right. And yeah, you lived it. And you're almost done with I'm it. Congratulations, done, right? Kate. Um, next, we, or last, I should say, we have Pisces. Um, and here we're talking about disruptions uh, to the group. The group, the team, uh, in a in a work environment, it's obviously having a major restructuring, maybe a major downsizing going on, something where people are leaving, but new people are coming in on another level, and so we have this whole disruption of the team. Like, can I? Who can I count on? Who's going to be here tomorrow? Right. So and maybe you've separated yourself from a team. Yeah. Um, or they separated you from the team. It could I be know. that way as well. I know. Generally, you see a lot of crazy storylines. Of all the signs, I think Pisces have had some, been witnessed some pretty crazy storylines. Maybe behaviors that were like maybe unacceptable or like, oh my gosh, that was so wrong, whatever someone did. Uh, they've really been challenged to kind of, kind of, you know, absorb, kind of shock, shock absorber almost. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is a great energy for creativity and inno- innovation. So yeah. maybe if you've just recently separated from this group, team, family, yeah. I would think that really lean into that creativity or those innovations to reinvent yourself in a way that maybe you didn't even know was possible. Well, the real crazy thing about this energy is this could be a real success, a real wealth builder experience. True. Crazy things twist and turns in, in the plot that all of a sudden have opened up for you in a favorable way. Very true. Very true. That wraps up um, Pluto finishing out its last year in Capricorn. Um, Again, we're talking about this today because on October 6th, Pluto goes direct uh, for the last time before we see it. We see the Pluto return and we see Pluto enter into Aquarius for the first time. Right. So uh, we hope you enjoyed that. Again, we will be talking a little bit more about Pluto, especially as we get closer to the Pluto return in February. 
and yes. uh, we'll also be doing some predictions in the beginning of 2022 about what Pluto and Aquarius may bring. Okay. Okay. Look forward to that. Yep, absolutely. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.